Welcome to episode 73 of the Inside Jogging Podcast. Big show coming at you as always as we recap our weeks. We'll answer some listener questions and talk through all the latest from the world of running. But before all of that, in a week that saw London Marathon race director Hugh Brasher excitedly announce his elite fields and then proclaim one race in particular is going to have the whole world anticipating and you can't wait to see what happens. Let me welcome to the show R217 man who thought Hugh was talking about him and not the elite women's field. How's life in Cardiff, Josh? I thought uh, I thought he was talking about me versus Ross Braden, to be honest. That's what the people <laughs> obviously want to see, is it? <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, all good here. Quite busy at the minute. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm almost pain-free with the ribs, so promising. And I think it's one more, one more week until... Or two more weeks until I'm in Spain, so... <laughs> right. Let's welcome our co-host this evening, whose running careers had more ups and downs than Britney Spears, which is also relative to this man. As I once heard him sing a lovely rendition of Hit Me Baby One More Time, post-race in Armagh. So how's life up there in Lincoln, Shane? Yeah, it's good, thank you. I've uh, I've retired from the live performances for now. So uh, unfortunately, um, life's always a bit worse when you can't sing after a race. I was thinking about that night the other week and I was like, I don't know why we abandoned you just so you went, you went up on your own, didn't you? Yeah, because none of you lot would do anything. So I was like, well, I'm going to have to take one for the team because uh, I can't be having a Lincoln boys getting a bad reputation. Oh, like, I like a worse I, reputation. <laughs> I, what what can't be beaten, I think you were there as well, was for Josh Lund's <laughs> performance in Villamora. I was in, just about to say this. About 10 years ago <laughs> to... Was it gay, gay Bar? I think Gay Bar and it's raining, man. I that was, was royally stitched up there. I was that, in tears. That was sensational. That was, that's one of the best performances I've ever seen, Josh. So to, just for everyone to clarify, someone, uh, they started calling me up on the stage. I had no idea what was happening. Someone had uh, obviously picked a song and so got me to go up and I was like, fuck it. <laughs> so I went up and did it. That was when Josh, when Josh Lum was fun. Yeah. Do you you remember the first year we actually went to Armar? It was us three. And then we um, had to do a boat race, and Josh put us both away. Oh, yeah, if it's Guinness. So, I mean, that interestingly, a listener question came in, which we'll probably come to later, asking about us three doing the beer mile. So maybe we can relate back to that. Anyway, let's talk some running. Um, Shane. You can kick us off this week and go through Monday to Sunday. So, 80 miles for the week, just under nine hours, 20 of running. So, uh, just a typical week, similar to normal. Monday, Tuesday, 10-mile runs. Monday was 7.08. Tuesday, 7.32. On Tuesday morning, actually, I went to the gym and I did hit the gym pretty hard on my hamstrings and... I mean, Tuesday afternoon, I was already starting to get doms. So I knew I was in for a bit of a rough ride. So on Wednesday, we, because uh, the, the wind this week was a bit, um, <laughs> well, back to normal. 
we and Tom was trying to plant the seed early doors. We didn't realize what it was up to, but on Wednesday we were like, what should we do? Should we do the session or should we do a, a longish run with a bit of something in again? Tom straight away was like, yeah, do long run, long run. I was like, this is this is unlike Tom. Then we discovered it's because he wants wanted to do Skeggy 10k at the weekend. So uh it suited him better to get the long run done in the week. It he didn't make it Skeggy 10k, did he? No, in the end he couldn't be bothered and did a session with us. <laughs> <laughs> But to be fair, it was windy and on Sunday for our session, which I'll get to, it was pretty good condition. So it worked out all right. So in total, I did 17 mile on Wednesday, but we did a, basically a long run with a bit of a wave tempo in it just to, again, just touch upon it a few different paces. I definitely got carried away. Uh, Tom, I think, is in pretty good shape in a minute and wanted to work a bit harder. I just felt good, so rolled with it. So probably got a bit too excited towards the end but in total 17 miles average 611 so we did a mile on and a mile off but the mile off was still like a steady pace the mile off was josh lun easy pace and not quite my recovery pace so i'll tell you what shane i'm really good at floating as well <laughs> that, like you think i'm gonna easy run and i'm even better at floating i've always thought you've been a bit of a floater <laughs> exactly <laughs> Um, so yeah, actually pretty good run in the end. The first mile was horrible wind, but other than that, we, we did all right with where we caught the ons and the offs. You said, you, might... say you got a bit carried away. I mean, I've just looked at these splits. I think they're pretty easiest for you. I know they probably felt, I know for you, they feel a bit harder than they do. Well... For Josh. But <laughs> you started at 5.28 into the wind. Yeah. About 5.08 and then a five minute flat at the end. Yeah. Off. So. Yeah. But off about well, 5.55, six minutes. Yeah, yeah. So that was about it. The original plan was hopefully just to dive into tempo a little bit. So basically like 5.20s, yeah. which we were on course for that. And then the last, the penultimate two, we had a bit of a backwind for, to be fair. So we, like, I think we just naturally got a bit quicker. And then the last one, Ronnie had stopped and uh, couldn't be bothered with that one. So I just said to Tom, I was like, oh, did you want to keep it quick or what? He's like, yeah, I'm happy. So I just, I didn't really look at my watch until about two minutes in and I saw it was quick and I just tried to slow down and I actually didn't. So there's a lot of positives from it because it, it didn't feel like I'd run a five flat or 4.59, I think it came out or something like that. So I'm fit. And I mean, in my comments, what for put, it's unnecessary probably going that quick at the end, but it's a nice feeling to know these thresholds are probably where they need to be. So for context, I want to do my next race is a 5k and then I might do a 10k. So I don't really need to do much more work at these harsh stuff. Whereas if it was Josh, obviously he's building into a marathon. So it's probably more important to build on these intensities. So I'm pretty happy they are where they are. And then come Sunday session, I had more clarification of certainly my anaerobic threshold, which again is about your hour threshold. Uh, so Thursday morning, got out for a run uh, early doors, which was horrible. I ran at 8 a.m. I averaged 7.29s and I honestly thought it was like 6.30s. So my doms were atrocious. I was running like I had made a mess in my pants. I find as well, if you're going to get doms, hamstrings are the worst place. Oh, I really, really struggle with that. It is, you, you can't put your feet down properly when you start running. 
it's so but it's my own fault because i haven't been to gym for two weeks and then i decided to go harder than i have done in about four years so unexpected no expected friday hour easy eight miles 718s run through the woods that was all right enjoyed that one actually because we started in the light and finished i think it was still pretty light by the time we finished that was nice um saturday i in the morning i was uh directing at park run i didn't get a run until probably lunchtime and again just a standard 10 mile run i i wanted really to get more done in the week so i could sort of do a lot less on saturday i had a lot of work to do afterwards as well but unfortunately i didn't so i had to do 10 miles but never mind sunday session so one of our favorites gets exciting if you can call this exciting we did 10 by a K off a minute and then we had two by 800. Uh, we had, we normally, we play around with recoveries. I thought we had less recovery than what we had when we've done this previously. But um, we do the first six by a K at threshold. So it's quite a comfortable session and we have it off a minute. And then we do the next four by a K at 10 K effort, still keeping a minute recovery. And then the 800s at the end, we try and lift the effort sort of into VO2 max or we target around about 5K pace. But I'll be honest, the effort is usually quite a lot higher. But I quite like this session because it just, I mean, even if you did a session that was evenly paced, they get harder as they go along, right? That's the point of them. You know, you do the 6 by K and you feel quite comfortable. Then you're like, oh, this is easy. Then you step up to 10K and you're like, oh, shit. No, it's not. So... We got uh went around a K loop that we use a lot. So it's, it's there thereabouts, I think close to a K, but it's the same thing we do each time. So we did 304, 04, 03, 02, 02, 04. So that's the ones at threshold. And to be fair, I was sort of rubbing my hands and I was like, I'm in great shape. This feels like I'm not even touching the surface. The next K, the first one we picked up at sort of 10K effort, we did a 256. And I felt well asked. <laughs> I was like, oh no. So to be to be fair though, that's is a fair pickup. It is a fair pickup. Feeling like, good at that, solid. Like I think I was well. I think what it was, it's just you run a three hundred two, and you're like, this still feels like threshold. This feels easy, and obviously that's low thirty minute pace. And I think I just took for granted that it's still not that easy on the body, um, and it still accumulates. I'm still doing K reps with minute rest in between. But the uh, we still picked up on the next uh, four. And to be fair, again, I did feel easier as it went along. We did uh, 256, 256, 256, and then 254 on that last one. And then we took three minutes rest. And then we did two 800s. We basically just used the same loop and just stopped where we thought 800 might be. And again, as long as we stopped at the same point. And then we did a 215 and a 214. They were quite hard. That last one, I'll be honest, I... I look, I look at a marker and I was two seconds down, but we'd had to go round some horses, which was well annoying. So maybe I shouldn't have picked up, but I uh, hit the top of this. There's a bit of an incline in the loop and it just dropped straight back down. So I hit the incline, so I was two seconds down. I just nailed it to the end because I was like, I, I think what I'm missing is this hard stimulus now, like these sessions where like you, you get on the track and do sort of tough mile and K reps at 5k 10k effort i think that's that's what i probably need which works well because we've got a session this week which will try and attack that 
Then we've got a 5K the week after, which will obviously hit that. So, but I was pretty happy with the session. I worked hard. I did a long enough cool down so I didn't have to get out in the evening and to make up to 80 because, well, I wouldn't have done that. So 80 miles, some good tempo work, a good session. And I actually feel pretty good today. So, what, sh- what shoes did you have on the session? I had vapor flies actually. And my old vapor flies. So, when, when I got some new vapor flies, I just sort of retired my old ones to training. Yeah. My, my biggest question, Shane, you said there were horses. Mm. Why were there horses on the cycling track? Well, this was on a road, this was in a village. Oh, I thought you did it on the cycling track. No, not this one. Oh, I say okay. That that makes more sense. But we we do a lot of our runs down. Um, it is it's a sus. It's like a a public footpath cycle path. It's one of those. You get oh, so many horses down there anyway, and it's a narrow path. And we normally do one of our sort of cut down sessions down there. And we always, as we start to get to like close to five minute miling, or we see horses, it's so frustrating. It's always that awkward thing. Do you stop or do you just risk getting kicked? Yeah. Just run past, but obviously, I don't really like to. You don't want to startle a horse or someone on the back because it's quite dangerous. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, yeah. let's go back Wednesday session. Yes. Wave. So most most of the times when I've done this type of session, especially in marathon training, and if we've done K's and Josh done K's in now for twenty K, not just sixteen K, you'll tend to do the hard rep at around half marathon pace and then the float at sort of well josh will go quicker but i'd always say the float at sort of don't know, 35 seconds a k slower you've obviously done the whole session a bit more conservative well the reps to start a bit more conservative why why are you running them a bit more conservative the original target was to basically hit our aerobic threshold for the miles um, or a bit faster than, so not quite, not quite anaerobic threshold or threshold. What most people know it, just with without recovery. So it's just it's almost like um, just providing a little bit of a stimulus to work to work on your aerobic threshold. The main reason, if I'm being completely honest, is it's windy. We couldn't be bothered to do a session, right? We'll do a long run, and we couldn't be bothered to just do a long run easy. Uh, so we just were like, right, let's put something in there. So that we are just focusing on doing a little bit of harder work, but the the idea is exactly that. It's actually so we finish and we've got we've got in some minutes at a given intensity, and we've not really got much fatigue in our legs. And I also like the way you ran. I liked that session on Sunday. Nick used to give it to me a lot. Where you do, yeah, sort of two thirds of it at sort of threshold, and then pick up for the last third of the session for like four, three four by k. I think the benefit it also gives you is is mentally, isn't it? If you if you do nail that progression, you come off it feeling like you can sort of attack a five k. Um, because the the other option is trying to run six to eight by a k pretty hard, and so, and that can be a tough session if you you know if you don't get that first rep right, which the first rep never feels good. You can almost bin it before you start. So yeah. yeah. And I agree. And I think actually that session is a, other than maybe the recoveries might be a different, bit different. I first saw that in 
2020. I think it's a, a Northern Arizona Elite session. I think it was a, a carbon copy from from what they would put into their half marathon plan. Um, so I think I, I like it because, yeah, I'm getting a bit of 5K working at the end and working hard, but that comes after you've already done 10K of effort. So you, your legs are tired, your body's tired, and then you're telling it to run fast. And I think, I think you've got to be an ex- experienced enough runner to be able to to run those first six reps decent but controlled because if you give it to anybody they can still start them off too hard and then not progress and it's not really got the stimulus that you wanted from it um actually just quickly before we finish that that experience i think is important so we used to do 10 by k at 10k pace 5 by 2k at 10k pace 6 by mile at 10k pace and to be honest we were just bored of that like I don't, I don't need that stimulus to run exactly the same pace in each of my reps to know I can go into a race and try and hit those. Whereas if I know when I'm tired, I can hit race pace. That now gives me more confidence than just going out and do. It. I mean, look, I, I did six by a mile in like four forty two, and then run thirty one ten for ten k. That doesn't. There was no correlation back then. Now I couldn't even get close to a six by a mile at four forty two. But actually, I have more confidence that I could hold that for a 10K when I'm in shape. So, you know, it's also about finding the right training for you that's sustainable. And this is for us. I don't know how, Shane, but we always manage to extend your weeks out somehow. So, um, Josh, no, it's fine. I like it. Josh is sitting there waiting to to gas off about his week. So let's go to you, Josh. Come on, Joshy. Can you top top that week, Josh? Um, we'll give it a go. We'll give it a go. So I was actually, I'm going to sort of pre, preempt what's going to come. I was quite tired later in the week. Um, and I think I, there's a couple of days in a row, I was I probably hadn't eaten enough. And I think it came back to bite me. So you'll, you'll see when. <clears throat> so Monday, um, went out at lunchtime. So Ram and Maddie actually did four miles. And the, the GPS was terrible on this. Um, so it says 642s, but she got quicker than that and I dropped her. So, it's probably... you ran Maddie, yeah. What what does she do? She's a student, yeah. No, but in terms <laughs> of running ability, oh, what's she run she's... for like 5k? Uh, she's running pretty hard doing that, like <laughs> six. Uh, what's her ten... What have you run for 10k? 37. 58 or something. Oh, okay, fair. So, no, that's what's that? Six, six. It's about 10. 40 seconds a mile slower than a 10k pace. She, you got her vape flies on. Oh, no, pegs. <laughs> she went, she carried on as well. Um, there's something, yeah, there's something going on in, in Wales, in Cardiff. There's something going on. There's something different in the supply. Anyway, <laughs> um, did the same loop at, uh, in the evening. So four miles, six twenty sevens. Uh, Sorry, yeah, mate, I've, got, I mean, I've got another random question. I'm go not going to interrupt every single run. <laughs> you, so at the moment, when you're doing these four mile doubles, like that second run, yeah. twenty five minutes, it must be over in an instant. Yeah, I mean, I, I you generally feel like, oh, my, I don't have much ankle mobility at the start of a run, so I generally get my ankle mobility back, and then I've got a mile to go. 
<laughs> that's, how, that's generally how I see them. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But to be fair, I think I had four and four because I didn't have much the week before because Rob sort of uh, nursing nursing me back still no, from my I, I've just seen on a few, well, you've done a few four mile runs like randomly, and because you run them a bit quicker, all yeah, of a sudden they're, it they're becomes quicker. like twenty five minute run, which is yeah, yeah. But I don't mind. I can do them at nine o'clock at night. It's fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that was Monday, Tuesday. Funny enough, four mile run <laughs> at lunchtime. <laughs> yeah, same loop. Six twenty ones. I'll tell you what I do like on Strava. It's come up on Monday evening, twenty five fifty two, and then you got twenty five twenty five on Tuesday. Yeah, March. I like that. And I I told you boys, but actually wait till next week. I did the same run today twice, and around one second different. Strong, consistent. <laughs> you should have just slowed. Um, I would have just left my watch <laughs> running for an extra second. <laughs> Um, in the evening, I had a, a track session. Um, I was working a little bit later on uh, Tuesday evening, so we started quite late. So I didn't start warming up till half seven because um, we were originally going to record, but yeah, ended up overrunning. So did three mile warm up, three mile warm down, and it was 16 by 400 of 45 seconds. And that's quite quick for me, 400 reps. So <clears throat> it is around 5K sort of effort. Um, so I started at sort of 69, 17. Kian, uh, the young lad, jumped in with me. Um, so we were sort of alternating. And he did the first, he did eight or 10? Uh, no, he did 10. Um, and then I did the last six on my own. Um, but yes, yeah, so we sort of went 69, 70, then pretty much 68, 67s for a while. And then sort of 66, there's last one was 65. So for you, it took me a couple to get going. For you, Josh, that's incredibly sensible like Thank the you. way you progress through that session it's nice and you know, you know what? somebody of your but is pretty cruisy for 400s so yeah yeah i, I mean it, it was quite windy but because i was doing it with kian as well and that's quite hard for him off 45 seconds the recovery see it's funny because i can i can recover pretty well in that Whereas he doesn't recover very well. But the, he's actually, he did his last one and he wanted to pick the last one up. He destroyed me. Like the last 200 metres, it was like the 10th one. I think it was, I went 66 and he put, he dropped me by probably four seconds in the last 200. And I was, I was running hard. Um, but yeah, the first few, I, I felt a little bit ropey because I hadn't, that was the first time I'd done anything hard since, um, or like real quick when you think about the actual pace for quite a while. Um, but yeah, I was pretty pleased with that. So average, I think, worked out like 67 high. Are you in vape flies? Uh, yeah, I was. Yeah, I, I was debating I, streak flies, but I'm glad I went vape flies. I, I think I, I, I like these sessions, like especially as a marathon runner where you're doing a lot of shorter reps off shorter recovery. I think it's a nice way just to get get some leg speed in when you you know you're about to hit a phase that's going to focus on obviously the slower yeah. hard stuff yeah i did this a few times actually in flagstaff last year um, it was quite quite a common one there but i yeah i mean i, I from memory Aaron, i think i averaged like 66 as yeah, that was actually, altitude you actually battered them yeah. <laughs> whatever session it was you just battered yeah, at altitude was... <laughs> <clears throat> um yeah so that was tuesday wednesday out in the evening again and this is where I started to feel a little bit fatigued. Well, I don't even think fatigue's the right word. 
I think I was just starting to run out of energy a little bit. So I, I genuinely wasn't. I think I was probably accumulation of tiredness or fatigue and I hadn't eaten enough. And it Wednesday wasn't terrible. Thursday wasn't great. But the last mile or so, it was pretty windy on that run. And I was like, oh, I don't feel fantastic. So that was 10 miles, uh, 604s. But like my last mile was 615, which is quite unlike me because I normally, once I get going, I, I kind of feel a lot better. Um, so that was like my slowest mile. And then Tuesday, uh, Thursday, I was meant to have a double run. But as I said, I've been quite busy at work. So I moved it to Thursday. Um, so it was three by two miles. And again, it was pretty windy, but uh, not terrible. And we, we used a different loop. So Dan um, Hamilton jumped in with me. Um, so it was meant to be sort of threshold pace. So I thought 4.55 to five minutes, that'd be, that'd be bang on really. First mile was like 4.57. I was like, all right, not too bad. And then Dan said it was like someone just flicked a switch because he was sort of just hanging on at that. And he sort of caught me quite quickly. And then I was like, oh, I don't feel great. So the first rep, I think we went, I'm just going to split. So. Ten, I've gone 10.04. Uh, yeah. And so I stopped my watch when he stopped his because he was a little bit more generous than mine. Um, yeah. So 10.04, didn't feel, didn't feel fantastic. I thought I stopped to go to the loo and I thought maybe that'll help. Then I went 10.18 and I was like, I'm really not feeling fantastic. And then the last one was 10.32. And I think his watch was quite generous on that one as well. Yeah, because you've gone. And I basically wasn't, I wasn't really running hard. Like I was on like. You've got basically two miles and second rep, you're on 1.98. And then last rep, you're on 1.95. And there's both as well. And it felt like 26 miles that that rap. It was on a it was on a half a mile loop. It was terrible. Um and it was, you know, the way I, I actually text Rob afterwards and I said it felt like I'd done 24 miles of a marathon. And you know when you're just idling, you can't really like you're just helpless. That's what it felt like. Good good practice then, Josh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I mean some of it was probably like I say, probably a bit of fatigue from um Sunday, but I didn't really go that long on Sunday. I only did 16 the week before. So I, I personally think it was a little bit, I hadn't eaten enough food. <clears throat> so that right. was Thursday. We'll talk about that at the end. You carry on. Yeah. 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 Uh, Friday, I did eight miles, 640s. Kind of similar, really. I didn't feel as, certainly didn't feel as bad as the day before. Um, but I did feel a little bit slow. because like my first mile was seven minutes, which again, is quite rare for me recently. Like the first four miles, I'm, um, Averaging sort of 650, 655s, and that's downhill. <clears throat> um, and then Saturday, so again, jumped in with Dan, and I felt much better Saturday. So uh, it was a hilly 10 mile loop, and the elevation. So in an hour, I think we were about a thousand feet. Uh, yeah, but a thousand feet. So pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty hilly. Um, and we averaged 536s. So we're work we're working quite hard on that, but I felt yeah we both felt sort of much better, and uh, a little common there the Bob project in full flow. So we might have another member, but wait till next week to confirm that. And then I did my double in the evening that I missed from Thursday. So just did four miles six thirty sixes. That was in the new Invincibles. Very nice. And then Sunday. Um, back up to 20 so i wanted to be a bit more sensible at the start 
Um, so the first few miles were kind of nearer sixes. And I, I was expecting to feel pretty fatigued because I hadn't done a hilly run in a while and we ran it quite hard. So I did for about 14 miles. And then I felt tremendous. And my legs just felt so much better. It's almost like I just run the fatigue out of my legs. So um, the last three, four miles, yeah, felt really good. Uh, I managed to get, I was drinking every 5k of that as well. So it was good. You said you got a, a, a litre of Morton. Yeah. That's two what? bottles. Two, but yeah. Yeah. Solid. I know. Didn't okay. feel sick either, which is very good. Bonus. So what's that for the week? Uh, for the week, that was eighty nine. Oh, sorry, eighty eight. Average pace. Average pace let me down this week. What was your average pace, Josh? Hang on, hang on I'm looking. I think it was six tens. <laughs> so because because I had a terrible session, six thirteens. Oh, I let yourself down. Just oh. go back to your your eating. You said you didn't um eat as much as you probably should have. What does what does that mean? What what did you skip? It's because what I've been doing is because it's been quite cold in the morning and I've been a bit lazy. I've not been getting up as early, so I've not been running in the morning. So I have my lunch. Oh, I'll have like breakfast at like eleven, and then I just miss lunch. And then you do like a session in the evening. I was like, well, all I've had today is probably some granola and some fruit, and that's it. Do you find working from home, because I do, that I always thought working from home, you've got, you've got access to all your food in the cupboard and all you cook or whatever. I'm even worse at home eating at lunch because yeah. I will just walk downstairs and just kind of grab, grab snacks. Yeah, snacks. And then, the, not, yeah. The other thing as well is I've been running a lot of lunch. Yeah. So I've been using my lunch to run. So I then come back and I'm like, oh, I need to do some work. Yeah, I'm exactly. not going to make it. Not actually been having lunch. Yeah, so. I'll, do, I'll do similar. I'll do my session at a random time. So then I won't yeah. have lunch properly. And it's probably what contributed to me getting sick as well, to be honest. So that's one yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. On that, that was when I got my stress, well, it was either a stress response or stress fracture the other year. I got it only doing like 50 odd mile a week. But the, the key change I'd done was I was running in lunch because I couldn't be bothered to run around the village at dark at night. But I was still eating all my food. It's just I was having my lunch at like four, half, four, five, getting home and having my tea at like eight or nine. And then, yeah, got stressy in my tibia. No, fibula, fibula. So it's not even a common bone. And the, the, the key change was actually the food. Didn't realize it. It's not. Get it's on not it, Jackie. Not a common bone to get stressy in. It's a common bone. I think we've all got one. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I, I, I'm very aware of it. So uh, need to need to sort that out. Get cheeseburgers in, kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can claw back some time we've spent on those two weeks because my my first half of the week was non-existent, as I mentioned last week. It's coming off a a cold, and I actually tried to run on the Monday, and. I managed, I think I probably said this on the pod. I think I managed about probably about six, seven minutes and I was gone. So I just sort of jogged back. So I did 10 minutes, 721s. Um, and my, I honestly couldn't run anymore. My legs felt, it was almost like that fatigue you'd said, Josh, but 
it's I like helpless. I couldn't I couldn't run whatsoever. So I was like, I'm going home. And I actually had a really busy week of work and I still wasn't feeling great. So I didn't run again until Friday. And I thought, I'll try again on Friday. So I went out Friday at 11 o'clock, like I was just talking about, um, and did 32 minutes. So I was going to try and do 35, 45, but I did that loop and what seven twenties for 32 minutes and it still didn't feel brilliant and i i really noticed especially in this last year and it i know i've had longer breaks than i've ever had like this was almost 10 days of not running and i think because i sit down at my you know off a home office most of the day i'm not getting up, up and about as much i really really stiff i was so stiff on that run like stiffer than I am normally, which is, yeah, not good. And I just really, really tightened up everywhere. It just. Do you, Aaron, do you do any like rolling or mobility before you run? Of course I don't. <laughs> yeah. So that's what one thing, one thing I find like, I know going back to my week, but that hilly run we did. Josh. That first, yeah. Some of us don't have time. <laughs> and I know it's a shit excuse. I, I can make time, but that's, usually it's it's the option is do i sit there and roll or do i go for a run and running is going to take precedent really most of the time but i know it shouldn't i got a message from ruth and philippa on friday night saying they were going to do park run on saturday and ruth is going to do it as a her long run and i was like yeah i'll join you <laughs> we start so god does she realize three miles doesn't really count as a long run yeah do five miles either side of it um so we started off on the five miles the first five miles before park run or four miles wherever we did and my legs were tight i was like this is going to be interesting but i felt fine so by the time we started park run i was actually okay i think we did me and ruth did probably about four and a half miles before park run i then ran with philippa philippa for park run paced her to about I think it was a 1945, so about 620s. Um, and again, I felt absolutely fine doing it, but my hamstrings were quite tight afterwards. And we had this five and a half mile to do afterwards. And it was, yeah, probably a bit too much for where I was at. Anyway, I did 13 and a bit miles at 726s. So hour 38 of running. And... I thought I was going to be a lot worse off for it on Sunday morning. But I joined Philippa and Ruth again, 8.30 Sunday morning. We just did a sort of six and a half mile trail run around 7.30. So pretty quick. I, was, I thought it was going to be slower than that. Ruth was, because it's single file down this track we run, Ruth was, uh, yeah, sort of putting surges in and Philippa was trying to follow. Then I was at the back trying to follow and respond. What I will say about Sunday is the weather has turned and today the weather was phenomenal clear sun sort of six seven degrees so warmer not a lot of wind uh, it's, it makes running so much more enjoyable we um on saturday morning at park run it was like what yeah 9 a.m it was like 11 degrees no wind clear skies it was awesome yeah sunday was good today's a little bit colder up north it is colder but i it just because it was so clear and sunny yeah and it 
yeah, there was a little bit of a breeze. Spoiler alert, I broke seven minute mileing on an eight, eight mile run this morning. And it felt I was running easy. So yeah. Makes Josh, difference. What, Josh, what's the odds on Aaron getting ill next week? <laughs> I've got a new so I've got a new plan for this illness. Instead of not getting ill, one illness a month, Max. <laughs> How long for though? <laughs> Three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So Aaron's top advice uh, managing illness as a runner just be less ill yeah <laughs> there's a few things I need to work on but what, what I ended up with I ended up with 17, 18, 19 uh, about 25 miles per week so two weeks of about 25 miles so this week <clears throat> what should I do 120? 30 you'll make up for it I've got Stamford's 30k on Sunday just let's just do that. Are you, yeah. are you, are you running hard? Am I running hard? Even if I wanted to, I couldn't run hard. Um, <laughs> I will see. I'll. I'm hopefully pacing one of the athletes, a coach from Lincoln. So, Nath, hopefully give him a a toe round at sort of what six ten six minute island. You can't. You're not as good as big Nath, mate. Well, we're I'm breaking up. Basically, I want to run with him because. Of that course knowledge I have, I know you need to run it as a session. And if people don't have guidance on that course, they end up running 30k over hills really hard and then it destroying them. So I'll try and break it up. Josh, Josh did it. I did that to Mike Channing. Took him through 10k in like a PB. And then Mike was like gasping and Josh was like, come on, mate. He was, I've never, Mike is the most chilled guy ever. And he got really angry at me at 15k. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I was like, come on, we can win this. <laughs> and then the year me and Josh did cross country on the Saturday and both dropped out and I really badly twisted my ankle. I couldn't walk. And then we taped my ankle up so it didn't move. And I could just about run, but I couldn't run on downhills. So me, Mike and Josh had like steady run it together. And we were running like six minute mile in. Josh got to about 20... 2k and he got a sniff of third place and just you know, like third place shame he kicked, <laughs> kicked, kicked down he must have run like sub five minute mileing on the way back up the hills yeah, it is. just to get 50 quid anyway um we'll come to that 30k in a minute so let's go to Strava leaderboard which i have open top as usual jasper the flash he has messaged me messaged in today saying um a listener question should he come off the Strava leaderboard to give other people a chance but no nah, Jasper you're the like king it. stay I've I thought honourable mention in here Shane Matt Blunden 111 Nelson Whoa. any cricketers um, <laughs> yeah Matt Blunden is back must be doing a marathon get where's, in where's the top female Anna's obviously tapering off Seville now it's Christine Watermelon, I think, yeah. in eight six and a half miles. I was going to try and pull some names. Rachel McGuinness up for try and pull some different names out each week because otherwise it's going to get boring. Lads, just keep talking about the same people. Right, let's go to some listener questions. Well, one of them actually related a lot to something I want Shane to speak about, so I hope he's got it prepared. Um, and this question came in from Steve Robinson, the best S. Robinson I know. He said, 
you've talked a lot about old school racing flats. Do you think the current shoes have been good or bad for running? And before me and Josh give our expert opinion on this, Shane actually shared something in the WhatsApp group that gives some actual fact to this this question, I think. We're about to um about to go up in the world with this answer. First of all, what a fantastic question from a fellow S. Robinson. I'm I'm really impressed with that. <clears throat> Did you know in 2023 there was a study? So actually, what I come across today was um, basically a paper that's been recently published within the Super Shoe Research. I don't think there's such journal called the Super Shoe Journal, but maybe we should make one. So this study uh, came from Castellanos Salamanca et al. Uh, so it might it might come from Spain actually. I didn't actually Did you say that. et al, which is et and others. Et al, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, an, I'm an academic now, mate. Leave okay. it out. So, yeah, so that, that's, that's been published uh, 2023, so very recently. And basically what they did, they got 12 male runners to do five by a K off 90 sessions, at uh, 90 seconds. So that's like a, <laughs> that's what Josh would do off 90 sessions. <laughs> so it's like a, that's like a typical what, VO2 max workout. Um, loads of runners been doing this for years so they got one week they got them to do the session in in the next percents and then the week after they got them to do the sessions in the normal uh, normal trainers which there wasn't variance across that but won't get into that but basically the times on average were 2.4 percent faster that's quite significant that's like five seconds a k um from just breaking down some of the results and 10 out of the 12 of them actually all improved in the vapor flies one when it did go quicker in in non non vapor flies but i mean they measured all the usual stuff but i think one of the important things like they, they tried to measure neuromuscular fatigue and it was less from the vapor flies but not significant i think they had too small of a sample but actually they sort of measured like perceived pain afterwards and sort of perception of effort. And it was like a lot lower in those that had actually trained from a vapor fly. So, I mean, they also, in a dis- in the discussion, they were like, oh, this contributes to saying that these vapor flies are way better for a marathon. I mean, I'm going to be critical there. It's five by a K with quite a variance of, of effort. Like, I, st- I still think they're going to be way better for a marathon, but I think it just, there's more, more research coming out now just to, to prove that these shoes are faster they make you go faster and they possibly don't leave you with as, as much fatigue in comparison to a sort of a non-carbon shoe so to answer steve's question research suggests they're better what do you two think well josh josh would be that non-responder you mentioned i know his <laughs> answer is gonna be that um yeah. i just think of course i, I think they're fantastic for for running to be honest i i think we spent far too long in unsuitable equipment and it's nice to have some equipment that doesn't break our bodies down so much if we want to run hard like you remember it well i i remember it in particular because i was running marathons in in like you say old school flats but they're still better than the flats they ran in the 80s and I did. I do long sessions in in them, and it's 
you'd be sometimes like that Stanford 30k I just mentioned if I ran that hard in a pair of those I'd struggle to walk the next morning mm. and I wouldn't be able to train properly for a good like four or five days at least and I, th- I think like on the from a actually yeah so you you've actually made a really good point I've not heard anyone say yet this equipment right and our equipment is getting better. And I, I always remember, even before the Super Shoes, when Hoka started getting big or known, I remember getting a pair of Clifton's, doing a 10-mile easy run in them, first run, I was like, this is incredible. Like, I'd never felt so. Like, it was the day after a, a long run when my legs were a bit battered. I'd like, I ran well quick for me in these pair of, at the time I called them Super Shoes, just because of so much cushioning underneath. And I think you're right, it's just better equipment to set you up to be able to do what you want to do. Yeah. I, when they first come out, I wasn't a fan of them in general. I think the problem was just we had a, we had a, like our, our sport has always changed. Like again, these old school shoes that we're calling old school, um, were still way better. And, but that progressively happened over decades. Whereas in one, in one shoe, they, it literally, change massively and i think and there, that wasn't, was... there, there wasn't a level playing field was there there's people who had them and people who didn't now everybody has access to them so yeah i, I do i think they're they're good i mean josh certainly wouldn't be the athlete he is today without them yeah my, i mean my opinion is yeah i think they're i think it's better there you go job done i was just trying to trigger a response from you <laughs> um anyway i think we've answered that one enough i'm just going to do a couple of quick fire ones because there's ones relating I think to each of us that we can individually answer. So, so Josh, uh, David Fort said, "How many pairs of of invincibles did Josh buy?" Do you know what? Only one. That was quite good. I've still got quite a few pairs of shoes that I haven't worn from when they had the sale on a couple of weeks back. Well, it was Black Friday, so yeah, I didn't really need any, but that's try them. Um, Shane. I I think there's one I'll say. I was going to ask you one, like to be funny about the strategy for London Marathon course because <laughs> you're an expert. But I'll give you the question about the beer mile. Us three do the beer mile. Mm-hmm. Jake Smith actually asked this question. Ask us to do the beer mile. Yeah. Who's going to win? Josh. So I've not seen Josh do one. I've seen you do one. And yeah, I've, I've never seen done myself one. do one four times my biggest problem is i'd be sick i don't i don't think josh would finish well okay so this is the thing be a mile i'd be terrible at that as well i i have to throw up you've done I it have to do chunder mile difference why is it beer miles like beer miles like like what they do with the world champs and stuff isn't it if you're not allowed to be sick in the beer mile oh well no chart actually yeah. I don't think I was. I don't think I was in it in when I did it in Scotland. I still ran about twelve minutes, but <laughs> um, yeah, I I would love. To, I need to do another one, but I'm terrible at down in pints, and I'm really bad until I'm sick. Once I'm sick, I'm all right. I get quicker. What did you run for the for the Chunder Mile? I think my best is like seven or eight minutes. Yeah, I think it was seven something. Yeah. Which it is pretty about average. I'm, I'm actually... My best is about eleven thirty. Yeah, I think I've seen you do it once or twice, and you were atrocious. I could do it. I just can't run off it. I, 
like at least I finished it. There's plenty of people who get to the second, third one and just can't do it anymore. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, uh, my, my question actually kind of related to what Josh took from Chris Thomas. He said, um, Aaron, you talk about putting a lice down and going on the treadmill about nine o'clock. Typically, can you talk through what you eat and generally what do you boys eat fuel on? And we have touched on it. I think I'm not the greatest example, but I tend, if I'm going on the treadmill at eight o'clock, I will actually eat dinner with Eliza at like five. And I know a lot of people can't do that. I'm pretty good at being able to stomach like any full meal and two, three hours later, I can run off it. Whereas I think Josh, no chart. I, I could do it for Sunday long runs. Um, I can have my whole full bowl of porridge. Well, actually talk about this week for on the way to park run on that long run this week, I had my coffee and banana and stuff in the car and then just got out of the car and ran. Whereas I know a lot of people need time for it to settle. So I think I'm quite lucky. Um, I had look. I have also done it where I've not eaten until afterwards. The problem is when 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 I finish at like nine o'clock and then cook, and I'm eating at like quarter to ten, I then don't go to bed till midnight, and then the whole next day is compromised. So, um, so yeah, yeah, I can relate. I relate to that. Um, definitely the latter of that. When you do a session and you come back, like last. On Tuesday, I didn't get in for my session until we'd gone 10 o'clock. I then cooked and ate, and I was, uh, yeah, it was so late. I didn't really want to eat anything because I'm not really hungry anyway. You just, I'm just force feeding myself. Um, I do, yeah, I definitely have to eat before like a long run. So before my, I did 20 miles on Sunday, I just had some toast with some jam and a coffee. Um, but I still had that like 90 minutes before my run. Um, but yeah, my, I mean, I would like to think normally my normal go-to would be like a bagel or something or toast before a run, uh, then maybe some porridge afterwards and then yeah, evening meal, just normal. Mm. Yeah. I think, um, like the evening thing is quite, I think it's, it's, it's more significant for runners and when we don't really realize it, cause quite a lot of us do get back from training pretty late and it's the one luxury I think I've had since I stopped going up to an athletics club to train is can actually have tea at a proper time and go to bed. But a big change I noticed was when I started cutting out meat. And I, I think I'm not saying, oh, it's because I I cut out um meat. I think I ate I eat at late quite a lot. So it's just easy to digest when you've not got as complex stuff overnight. I think mean, you just get better quality sleep. So I I actually so to Jenny went vegetarian in over a year ago so when i'm saying i'm eating at five for eliza it's often kind of very vegetarian based and i can run off that i think if i ate a bolognese or like a steak or something i wouldn't be running two hours later i remember trying to run after a roast dinner once like an hour and a half after roast dinner and that was not fun awful I, don't I mean, know. I, as a, as a whole, I don't actually eat that much red meat. To be fair, I just eat sort of chicken or fish. Yeah, probably helps. But... Yeah. Um. Anyway, let's go to the news because we are dragging this one out, boys. Um, women's London Marathon field was announced, and as I mentioned earlier, Hugh Bracher is quite excited about it. So, how do you say her name? You Yuhalor. 
yeah, yeah. I can. I can. I have to look at it. It's like yeah, yeah. Do do the others, yeah. Um. Anyway, she's she's uh last year's winner two seventeen twenty three, and then in in sort of PB order you got Cosguy, Bridges Cosguy two fourteen oh four world record holder. You have got Asefa from Ethiopia two fifteen thirty seven. Jep Church here, 217.16, Ayana, 217.20, and then you've got Debarba, 218.05, and the list goes on. Um, you've obviously got the non-Africans, you've got Emily Sisson, who's 218, Kira D'Amato, 219, Sinead Diver, 221, and then the Brits of Piazeki, Purdue, um, Ellie Pashley from Australia, and then the big debuts, Obviously, we mentioned McColgan last week. The big de- debut, I suppose, is Sifan Hassan. Can she? I think I read somewhere the only direct, the best comparison on the men's side is probably Mo Farah to Hassan. Sort of what she did on the track is sort of what Mo did on the track. So can she take that to the roads? I'm not convinced she will do it first time against the names on this list because those top, well, sort of the top 10 I mentioned who are all sort of under 218. It's got to be a very, very good debut to run under 218. Yeah. But you've also got to remember in that, you've got, so I think you say her name's Yahuwale. That I'm pretty sure was a debut at London. Or if not, it's her second marathon. So she's still very yeah. new to it. Ayana ran 217.20. That was a debut. Yeah, but so they're uh, slightly... I don't know. I, I think Hassan, a bit like Mo. No, no, sorry. What I mean is they're going to get better. Yeah. But so, they, uh, when they debut, they're, they're bit, different types of runners, aren't they? They're sort of purely distance, come yeah. from the roads, whereas Hassan's got that 1500 sort of track speed and sort of only progressed later on. And obviously she's progressed very well, but um, it'll what be interesting anyway. What did Kenanese Bikili debut at? 203. Yeah, I think 203. It was really impressive, wasn't it? Yeah. But then he ran, he's, then he's basically done one decent one since, has not But before that, you've got to think as well with Bikili, he did a lot of road races, not just yeah. 10Ks, he did 10 miles, he did halves. Whereas Sam's done a, a handful. She's not been prolific, has she? She's sort of. Bikili came off the track and was sort of then on the roads for a while. Anyway, what I found interesting as well is, I don't know if you've seen the interview with her, but she said, well, if it doesn't go well, I'll just ju- go jump back on the track. She doesn't leave herself much time to recover. So better start banging out some 1500s again. Everyone seems to recover pretty well. The one addition, which we didn't mention last week, on the British side is Alice Wright, um, 229. Oh, she yeah. just raced a marathon in... We mentioned it last week, I think. So, again, a pretty sharp turnaround, probably 12, 13 weeks. Um, yeah, interesting. Anyway, uh, the other bit of news I picked up internationally, Zane Robertson has retired. I know he's had a bit of injury issues the last three That's or four years. Um, I mean, the, the Fred Iran, which is quite interesting. I ran, I read. It's quite interesting. It was, was it worth it? You know, he's sort of dedicated his life, moved to Kenya um, for the best part of 20 years. 
uh, did did he do enough in his career to justify it? I don't know. Good question. Maybe I'll not. Got a yeah. got a life, isn't he, out of it? So. Yeah, is it is he the one who's married to a Kenyan, or is it his brother? It's his brother, isn't I it? Don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. I think it's his brother. I can never remember. Anyway, let's move on. Um, actual results. So there was the London Winter Run. I think this was sponsored by Hocker, right? I've seen enough. Gave that away. Hocker <laughs> out of it. Um, Ellis Cross, who's a Hocker athlete, took the win in 28:52. Um, behind him was. John Collier, 30-19, and Chris Rainsford, who works for Hocker in 30-41. Um, then on the women's side, Jess Judd, again, well, the all the top three Hocker athletes on this. Jess Judd, 31-59, ahead of Steph 12, 32-48, and Emma Pallant-Brown in 32-50. She's moved to triathlon over the last decade, she was a very good junior runner, wasn't she? Emma Pallant, big, older shot. Yeah, always part of their teams with like Charlie Purdue and people. Um, well, we've got Chichester 10K, easy to say for some. Um, Matt Leach is back. You know that, Josh? Only for a week when he's been his back. What is he back for? Any inside knowledge? Um, is he not sure. running London? No, he's not doing London. He's he's doing Highgate. Okay. He didn't say. He just said he's back for the week. So Matt Leach took the win, twenty nine fifty. Um, ahead of Scott Cousins in a new PB of thirty thirteen, and Simon Heath. I think on the women's side, Cassie Fort thirty four thirty seven, Neve Brown thirty four fifty five, and Lauren Hall thirty four fifty nine. So pretty speedy over in Chichester. Um. Dewsbury, um, who took the win. So the big performance I think coming out of here was Kirsty Longley ran 34-23, which is the second fastest ever V45 um, near Priscilla Welsh's 1990 record. She took the win. And on the men's side, Omar Ahmed, also in hockey gear, was 29-55 for the win. What else should we go to indoors? There is plenty going on indoors. Did you watch any of it, Josh? Uh, no, I wanted to watch the Boston uh, meet, but I couldn't watch it. So this was the New Balance meet. at. So it's at the New Balance HQ, isn't it? A new track in Boston, I believe. It's, yeah, it's not at the university. I know that. Yeah, I think it's a new track that built at their HQ. Um, so plenty of Brits went over. The majority who were New Balance sponsored, I presume. Um, or who are out there. So Lua Muir took took the win in the 3K, 840. Um, Melissa Courtney Bryan, 841. Uh, and then Katie Snowden and Hannah Nutter were both 847. So, yeah, four inside the European standard there. On the men's side, James West got the um, indoor qualifier with a 742. I think he was third. Woody Kincaid won in seven forty. I think um, that that man has gears. He ran twenty five second last two hundred. Yeah, he's unbelievable, phenomenal, isn't he? Um, and then I think the other thing to mention in the mile was Neil Gawley uh, ran three fifty two point eight four. 
So he's now third on the UK indoor all-time list, sort of around the likes of Butchart. Um, I should know this list. I think Butchart was um, I saw it on something. I was about to reel it off. Is it is it Whiteman, Butchart? Um, is Chris O'Hare on there? They're not the people I was thinking. I was thinking of one other name. There was an yeah, older one. Let me find it. It's yeah, a... that's the one I'm thinking. I've got his name there. Anyway, I'll, I'll find it. I'll find it. You find that, and we'll go to. Last of all, we'll go to books cross country. Um, How did you say that? What books? Books. B o o k. What do you want to say? Bucks. 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 Yeah. Bucks. I've, I've, been, I've been up north too long. <laughs> yeah. Surely that's what Maddie says in Blackburn. Yeah, I know. That's why I have to keep correcting him. <laughs> well, maybe we're right and you're wrong. <laughs> um, first time I've ever been north in my life. Right. Um, historic day for Loughborough, who took the win for the first time since 2004. Um, when I read that, I was like, Loughborough run it, won it. I'm sure they won it recently, but that no. that's around my uni time. So it was recent when I was. So Mohammed Mohammed took the win on the men's side, um, just ahead of Matt Stonia and Joe Wigfield. Um, so pretty stacked on both the men's and women's side, I think, because the women's was won by Alex Milliard, just ahead of Abby Donnelly. No, mm-hmm. that's a lie. No, I had Amelia Quirk and then Abby Donnelly. Uh, Abby Donnelly was third, yeah. So, yeah, some some strong racing there. So obviously, a lot of those skipped the the regional cross to do to do the the bucks, um, as Josh rightfully te- tells me. So, I I don't actually have the results. What happened to Birmingham and St Mary's then? If if Loughborough took the win, I think Birmingham were just seconds. St Mary's gone. Nowhere. Yeah. Andy Vernon stopped running, is he? <laughs> there was always one, James T. He's usually yeah. got up. Yeah, uh, James, uh, Shane, Shane was considering it. I was considering it and uh, I thought I better not. Andy Hayes did it for about 10 years, didn't he? Oh, at least 20, two decades. I do like that. Right. Have you got those all-time lists up yet? Yeah, I, I'm a bit disappointed in myself. I forgot the, who was first. Josh Kerr. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then Definitely. Peter Elliott. Peter Elliott, yeah. Uh, then Neil, then Chris O'Hare, uh, Jake Hayward, Butcher. Oh, Jake Hayward, not um, whoever I said. Why, right. why, man? What's coming up next week, boys? Any races, big races coming up? Uh, what's the date? So we're in... Seville's two weeks away, I think. Yes, yeah, so Seville. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's anything this weekend that National Cross. That's uh, the weekend. It'll be the weekend of Seville or after Seville. Armagh is a week on. Must be a week on Thursday. Armagh's oh, a week Thursday. Usually yeah. National used to f- either follow that on the Saturday or. Well, we were saying earlier, so uh, next week, um, it's uh, that's when we got Battersea five k. Yes. Are there any Londoners going to do the Armagh Battersea double? Is that Thursday, Friday? That'd be Thursday, Friday. 
I'd love to see it. You can Do you know who I could, someone I could see doing that? Someone yeah. like Jep. That has got Jep written all over it. Well, I've been at I've been at the Christmas Day, or is either Christmas or New Year's Day park run, and he's smashed it over from Cambridge to do the double in the day. Can someone go for the treble? I remember when I so I ran Stanford thirty k course record, <laughs> then flew out to Armagh, and I remember being because the year it wasn't. I think it was only one in like fourteen ten. I think I ran, it was the year me and you finished together, Shane, 1440s. I think so, yeah. And I was pretty fatigued, obviously, because we didn't have super shoes. And then, so I did that on the Thursday night, flew home, tried to do National Cross at Nottingham on Saturday. And I was not not in good a place. Did you not do a massive mileage week as well the week before? Yeah, 140. So um, if someone can try and do that, Oh, so obviously the big race of the week is the Stamford 30k and I'm going to give it a plug there is still places so if you want to come do 18.6 miles in the lovely Lincolnshire countryside get to meet your heroes Dave Hudson um, take then, the scalp of Aaron Scott then come come to Stamford it's, it's a lovely course at the moment, the weather is looking good. Winds are looking fairly light, so it shouldn't be as dreadful as it was last year. Um, and Aaron's putting his bread on afterwards, so... Yeah. The best thing about the 30k is you do 29.4k over sort of rolling hills, and then your treat is 600 metres around a grass-cambered football pitch that isn't particularly well cut. Um, and can be quite muddy and slippery. And my my favourite picture is when Josh got out kicked by his dad on that football pitch, I think, <laughs> a number of years ago. Yeah. yeah. Stamford 30k, look it up. Place is still going. Come, come visit the delights of Stamford if you've got a few hours free on Sunday morning. Um, what's coming up in your life then? Then Josh next week. Um, coming up in my life, not not a huge amount. If anyone's in Battersea Park and wants to jump on a session on Thursday evening, I'll be there. What you got? Three mile, two mile, one mile. Do you have uh, more than five sessions? No, I like it. I actually <laughs> I prefer it. I, I, I think I had like to say this the other week, didn't I? You find yeah. often the higher, um. Quicker athletes have less sessions. They just yeah. they don't mind the mundane of getting them done anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm up to 24 miles on Sunday, which is a little bit scary. So I haven't done more than 20 in a long, long time. So are you still going to go Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday? Easy run Saturday, just 12 miles. Easy. How easy? I'm sixes. You're so, also going to do sub sixes on Sundays, twenty four. Yeah, I'd like to think so. I did five fifties last week for twenty, and that I felt fine the last couple. Well, we did. Me and you did twenty four. Do you remember? Yeah, At, I was. I wasn't in a good way. Well, that's because we, really... we finished with like four miles slightly uphill. I think. Yeah. I I did twenty four in about five fifty once with a mile either side, made it to twenty six. And <laughs> this is your marathon. <laughs> so I ran I ran 237 like 
comfortable. I was like, oh, this marathon run is going to be well easy. And I ran 2.59 at London. <laughs> well, I need to get used to it because I know in the block I've got quite a few of these. Well, that also takes it on, actually. Um, so, yeah, if you do want to break three, Aaron, Aaron, you stumbled upon some advice today, didn't you? Oh, what, if you want to break three? Can you please read out what the uh, the chat GTP said about Josh's marathon? Because I genuinely had a laugh out loud when I read that. So, it actually wasn't on chat GPT. It was on um, a slightly different version because chat, is it GPT, isn't it? Chat GPT is down because too many people want to go on it at the moment. Um, now, I started going out on this because I was actually doing some actual research for work to see if it could write good marketing copy. It descended into about an hour and a half of me asking it ridiculous questions. Um, I said, what time will Josh Lunn run for the marathon? Now, in short, it said Josh Lunn is an experienced runner who's aiming for a PB in his upcoming marathon. He has had, he has been training hard for the past few months, clocking impressive 20 mile run in 157.12. <laughs> Good knowledge. It said you're a member of the SMI Endurance Project. Uh, no, that's the uni group here. Ah, oh, see. Ma it, it, Ma it, Maddie, Maddie's uh, part of that. Um, he's in the top 1% of all runners in the 10,000 metres. So, therefore, it is expected that Josh Lum will run the marathon in less than three hours. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope you're on 3.05. <laughs> Just so we can prove the robot's wrong. So, yeah, if you want to waste a good hour of your life, get onto one of those chats and um, AIs. Ask it lots of good questions like, um, is Aaron Scott or Josh Lum the better runner? And you'll get your answer. They are scarily accurate though in some things obviously you know with the it's sort of getting stuff from the internet and as we know not everything on the internet is true did you know that josh um so it's news to me yeah some claims will be false get that reference now we'll move on so <laughs> um, <laughs> shane what have you got come up in your life I, you ask me this every week and i never know i don't really think Make it uh, up. So um, then now I'm going to do some running. Do some... I think, I think I've got a uni day this week. I'll do some work. So oh, you're just old and boring now. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, bas basically, yeah. So got, you're not, got... come, not coming to Stamford for 30k? Uh, probably not, no. Um, oh, I'll tell you what, I've got a got a club committee meeting. Oh, fun. When's that? Sounds fun. And then on... Thursday I've got a park run meeting so got the dog this week so he's going to piss me off other than that all good so Josh is going out to Spain for six weeks next Friday apparently he can do that yeah. it sort of makes me regret my life decisions sometimes when I hear what Josh is up to um, <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah I will I will spend the week trying to dodge any illnesses um, you're, not, you're not going to do it you're going to get ill. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I, I've, I'm starting to feel like um, my work for Liza is done. I think like <laughs> two and two and a, two and a bit there. That's all they need, isn't it? <laughs> all right, boys. Josh, go to bed. Yeah. See you later. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.
never, never, never gonna 